Is Quasiadelfa Mensa actually going to, like, you know, um, do anything? Welcome to Locked On Vikings Podcast. You liked it on three, one, two, three. You, like you are Locked On Vikings, your daily Minnesota Vikings podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, what's up, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Locked On Vikings podcast, where we're always trying to learn something new. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, I am your host, Luke Braun. You can find the show wherever you find your favorite podcasts, whether it is an audio listening platform like SiriusXM. We're also partnered with them, and you can catch all of the live broadcasts for all the games, including Vikings games, live radio broadcasts on SiriusXM radio. You can also find this show on Amazon Fire or Roku. Just download the Locked On Minnesota Sports app or just go to YouTube and search out Locked On Vikings. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL, all lowercase, for a first deposit match up to $100. And a lot more on Prize Picks later because today we are doing the Prize Picks prized picks for Monday night's game against the 49ers we'll also do a little bit of your bold predictions um but because it's a monday night game that means that we actually get another podcast because i'll have one going up monday morning so i'll do more of my preview stuff then when i've got a little more time to scout them out watch some tape i'll do a patreon as well so some stuff to look for over the weekend and then on monday i'll I'll have more salient things to say but that kind of gives us a little bit of time right now to talk about what's going on i have a more or less avoided trade rumor speculation discussion um i don't think i mean we try to learn something new every day i don't think you can really learn anything new from me talking about what so-and-so espn person said or uh what you know what this player did or didn't like on instagram but because we have a moment and i know people want to know about it let's just recap some of the vikings players like situations to see you know what they're going to go into and and i think fire sale mode is something that a lot of people have like a lot of journalists have said like oh it makes sense for them to do this but they haven't actually like had the stones to come out and be like no they're thinking about fire sale source tells me fire sale that's we haven't heard that right we've just heard people say well i don't know if i were in charge i would do it which is a very different thing to say right um so Instead of that, let's talk about some of the individual players, and especially if you're not a Vikings fan coming in to be like, hey, could my team trade for, you know, so-and-so player or whatever, this might be the show for you. So let's talk first about the big guy, Kirk Cousins, right? A lot of talk about him, maybe the Jets, blah, blah, blah. If you missed it, there was a, a report from Schefter, I think it was last week, that was basically, it ain't happening. Uh, the Vikings aren't interested in moving on from him. Kirk isn't interested in waiving his no-trade clause. Right now, there's really no steam on anything, uh, and nobody really has any intention of changing that. Um, I, I He did mention like there would have to be like extenuating circumstances, and then clarified that those circumstances would have to be like a contending team whose quarterback goes down. Okay, then maybe I'll go do that and see if I can't win a Super Bowl. If Mahomes goes down for the year, maybe the Chiefs do something stupid, right? Um, Or, I I don't know, somebody, if, you know, Jalen Hurts goes down and then it's the Eagles or whatever, right? Something, some kind of situation like that. Uh, Then maybe Kirk Cousins would think about it, but that would have to happen, like, now. So, (laughs) like, we're kind of out of time for something like that to happen. Um, I would put that in the... uh, 
about as likely as me winning an Emmy kind of uh, deal in the philosophical sense. Nothing's impossible, but it ain't happening. Um, similar vibe with Justin Jefferson. Uh, Justin Jefferson has made no indication that he has any intention of leaving. Um, I think people are just speculating because he didn't get a contract done when it's typical for rookies to get a, or for rookie guys on their rookie contract going into the the fourth year of that, like right when they're eligible in training camp, that's when the deal gets done. It got negotiated quite heavily, but they ultimately didn't come to an agreement and agreed we're going to put this uh, we're going we're going to revisit this after the season. What it's worth uh, reminding that the reporting at the time was Justin Jefferson had put an offer on the Vikings table and the Vikings said let's table this. This one isn't good enough. We still want to keep negotiating. Um, so Justin Jefferson like has in his camp have like contracts, like here it is. I will play for you in Minnesota. And I think people have taken the, there wasn't a deal. And I think it's really easy to forget the part where he wanted that he wants a deal, uh, and to go, oh, well, he's going to leave. Cause like, he doesn't like the quarterback or whatever. Um, that there's no indication that that's remotely true. There's no indication that there's any beef or anything like that. Um, also, I would say just from a logical standpoint, if you do think the Vikings should go into like full rebuild mode, well, who are they rebuilding around somebody that's not in the building yet? Or what about the guy that is, um, that's not running it back. That's rebuilding it around, uh, you know, re re calibrating who your core pieces are and then building around those, right? That is, I mean, rebuild is not re tear down, right? You're eventually trying to get a good team. Uh, the, maybe the most interesting one has been Daniel Hunter, who is the subject of trade rumors constantly. Uh, here's the deal. Personally, if I were a betting man, I'd probably say no, but I am not, I'm not a source reporter. This is not, I'm, I am a, a person who's really good at, at Google and I listen a lot. All right. So I'm just uh, compiling for you what other people have reported. These are not my journalistic sources. That said, um, people have been saying maybe Daniel Hunter will get traded since like 2020 and it hasn't happened. Uh, so I, I kind of take all that with a little bit of a grain of salt, but here's what we've had on Daniel Hunter before. So when he was in his little hold in thing in, uh, at the beginning of camp waiting for a contract, the idea of a trade was once again, kind of floated out in the media by everybody. And the reporting, I think it was Jeremy Fowler at the time was, yeah, they would, but you probably have to send like a second round pick and nobody did that. Um, so I'm going to guess that the, the economics of that are about the same and nobody's going to do that. And it would probably still take something like that. Uh, the, the Vikings don't want to trade him. They don't want to move on from him. Um, obviously, you know, send two first round picks and you can change our mind. But the, right now they are not that interested in doing that. And again, that feels like a dumb idea. And I think with all three of the players I mentioned so far, I would be much more surprised if they got traded than if they got extended, right? For Justin Jefferson, I still very much expect that to be uh, an extension to happen just after the season, and so does everybody reporting seriously on the on the situations. As, yeah, they'll they'll get it done. They're just waiting. They're just waiting longer, um, which honestly behooves Justin Jefferson, anyways. Uh, and with Kirk Cousins, there was that that thing from Jay Glazer last week, or was it this week? Uh, earlier this week about. He still thinks the Vikings want Kirk Cousins back, but he also admits he hasn't really looked into it since camp where they were actively trying to negotiate an extension. That negotiation, similar to Justin Jefferson's, they basically said, we're just going to table this and, and talk about it after the year. Uh, I, I think him getting traded is so unbelievably far-fetched. I don't think he's going to get extended either, but like extended is still more likely than traded. Traded would be insane. 
Um, and I think while I don't think the Vikings will extend Daniel Hunter, I really, really, really want them to. <laughs> Uh, because look, man, he's going to be 29 in a week and a half. He's currently the league leader in sacks or tied as the league leader in sacks. Um, and often is the only edge edge rusher, the only pass rusher worth a damn on the Vikings. Getting rid of him would basically mean we have to sit here and watch quarterbacks never get hit and just dice us up day in and day out unless, you know, we get a free rusher with the blitz, but with just no talent up front, it gets so, 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 so hard. Uh, and without Daniel Hunter, yeah, we just have no talent up front. Marcus Davenport's on IR. Other than that, it's role players and guys who didn't earn a start. So I am very highly vehemently against the idea of trading Daniel Hunter away. Um, either let him walk. You're probably going to get a comp pick anyways, or, you know, do the right thing under common law and extend your superstar. Um, a couple other interesting players, some ideas that I, I, I had been floated to me that were interesting. I mean, there's the Ezra Cleveland deal, trade him to a tackle needy team. I, I've seen that everywhere. Um, Ezra Cleveland has not played left tackle since college in 2018. It's been a while, uh, since Mike Hughes was a rookie. All right. It's been that long. Um, so I don't know about that necessarily, but if he say, misses this game against the 49ers and then Dalton Reisner has a really good game. Maybe they could see, oh, maybe there's a surplus and we trade one of these guards. Maybe that guard is Dalton Reisner, right? We've got three good starting quality guards at the trade deadline. Let's try to flip one of them for a four. Uh, and then maybe one other thing. What about like Andrew Booth or somebody like Scene, who we haven't really seen a lot of and now he's buried on the depth chart. Maybe somebody else thinks that they can get more out of him than the Vikings have. That tends to be, you know, like it's like a Jalen Rager trade, that kind of deal. Um, it wouldn't be, you know, beget a lot, right? You're not getting a first round pick back or anything like that, but it would be some way to sort of uh, make good on redundancies on the roster. I don't think any of that's necessary. I still think the odds on favorite outcome is that the Vikings don't do anything at the deadline, the NFL trade deadline. It ain't the NBA trade trade deadline. All right. You will very often come away disappointed. Last year was the only year I can remember in a long, long, long time where stuff actually happened. Um, so instead, let's move on to talking about, you know, what is what is it that Quasi said? The five feet in front of our, our face. Let's talk about the 49ers, prize picks, bold predictions coming up. Today's episode of Locked on Vikings is brought to you by Jace Medical, and in particular, their Jace case, which is a personalized emergency medication kit that has five essential antibiotics that could be life-saving in the right situation. Look, we live in a kind of world where we got like supply chain issues. And if you do uh, have some kind of problem that needs an antibiotic like what comes in the Jace case, what if you can't get that prescription filled? What if you can't get to, to the store at all? Or what if it just takes, you know, six to eight business days to ship and then you got to go out? It's, it's at the very least annoying, if not dangerous. So have that stuff on hand. And it is always good to be prepared for the unexpected. You might not think that this is the kind of thing that can happen to you until it does. So, Head on over to jacemedical.com and enter code locked on at checkout for a $20 discount on your order. That's promo code locked on at J A S E medical.com. Today's episode is also brought to you by FanDuel, which is the number one place in America to go uh, grambling. You can find right now the Vikings are seven point home underdogs against the San Francisco 49ers. If you think that's too low or too high, you can go to FanDuel.com and bet it. And hey, if you place a $5 bet, if you've never gone to FanDuel before, this is a great time to do it, all right? Go place $5 on that line, uh, whichever way. Or if you don't like that line, go bet on a, a KJ Osborne touchdown prop or whatever you want. Uh, and 
you get $200 back in bonus bets just for placing that $5 bet. That bet does not have to win. Just place it and you get 200 back in bonus bets that then you can go scramble on whatever else you want. Other games, other sports, all kinds of crazy wacky stuff in their props. Go browse the website and go check back at the website too because they've got all kinds of cool promos and stuff that just kind of come around seasonally. So keep an eye on all that. Go to fanduel.com slash locked on to claim that $200 in bonus bets just for placing a $5 bet. Once again, that's fanduel.com slash locked on. Fanduel, official partner of the NFL. Thank y'all so much for making Lockdown Vikings your first listen of the day. And hey, on Friday mornings, why don't you go make sure that you check out the NFL Live show that we have going on here at the Locked On Network. Everybody getting out around and talking about that week's upcoming games, probably a little bit of Thursday night football talk as well, if you would like to enjoy recaps of the downfall of the New Orleans Saints, if you're that uh, into that kind of thing. <laughs> Let's move on to the prize picks, prized picks. So for those of you who don't know, prize picks is a game that I've been playing all week uh, in previewing all of these games. You go pick a few of your favorite players and then whether they'll do more or less than their prize picks projection. For example, one of the ones that I've got today is Jordan Addison. Prize picks has set uh, his receiving yard amount at 48 and a half receiving yards. Do you think he'll do more than that or less than that? You slam a bunch of those together and you get a prize picks play. Um, I'll tell you more about the logistics of that and a promo code as well in a second, but for now, let's make some picks and I am going to go with that Jordan Addison receiving yards box and, uh, less than I'm sorry. I, here's the deal. The Vikings offense is in a bad way right now, even though they're protecting, right? It's just passing offense has not been getting, uh, open the way that we need to, especially now with Justin Jefferson, right? Without Justin Jefferson. And we still don't have him for a couple more games now, at least. So I don't think that Jordan Addison, even if he is a more featured target, they just haven't gotten the ball to him. And what I noticed, at least on the Chicago tape, is that, I mean, he was open. Like, he was getting open. The concepts downfield were doing okay, but they weren't getting there for whatever reason, be it a pressure or some kind of timing issue or just, you know, cousins coming off the read for whatever reason just wasn't getting there. And I don't think that against the 49ers defense, which is a very good unit. Uh, this is not the week you figure it out. <laughs> like this isn't the get right game there. That's 49ers are too good for that. So I kind of just believe in the 49ers. Plus they've got two of their three starting corners are close enough to 200 pounds where I'm getting a little worried about the physical coverage and that's on the tape now. So, you know, you can be physical with Jordan Addison just doesn't feel like a Jordan Addison game to me. Might not be an anybody game might get real ugly. Um, which is why I am going to give, uh, I'm going to do a Greg Joseph one, uh, Greg Joseph, five and a half kicking points. Prize picks is daily fantasy. So a lot of times they'll do like fantasy points or, or, or in terms of this uh, kicking points, which is like field goals are three and extra points are one, not the fantasy way where like longer field goals are. This is not fantasy points. This is just kicking points. So two field goals, we get there, right? Um, or, you know, a field goal and three extra points. If the Vikings score a lot of touchdowns or something like that, that said, yeah, you know what? Two field goals feels pretty good. This this is, has not been a team that can run the ball. I mean, they have not scored a rushing touchdown yet this year. Um, they haven't run the ball well in the red zone at all. The statistics on that are alarmingly bad. 
Um, so a couple of field goals feels like something. And, and like their red zone has just not been that good. So while I'm sure the Vikings will be able to move the ball some way or another, they're just, they're not that bad where they'll just get totally stifled and get shut out. Right. Punching it in ain't going to be easy. So five and a half kicking points feels like a good more than, um, on the other side, the 49ers have been absolutely incredible at punching the ball in. And a lot of that has been their passing game doing well in that kind of, uh, I think my, my old co-host from years and years ago, Joe Oberly would call it the infrared zone, the five yard line and in and taking what Brian Peacock told me yesterday on the, on the crossover into account. And the fact that they did very, very well against the blitzes that the giants threw at them, which is a similar philosophy to the one, the Vikings run. Um, the 49ers offense was humming against the Giants on in that primetime game. All of that puts together is, all right, this might be a Brock Purdy game, and one and a half passing touchdowns feels like way too low of a number for prize picks to have set. So I'm going to also hit the more on that. Um, you might catch that I'm not feeling fantastic about this game. I mean, I think the Vikings are pretty strong underdogs for a reason, and that reason is that the 49ers are really, really good. Um, more detail on this will come on Monday when I have a more, uh, coherent sense for them, but just on the little bit of preliminary stuff that I've done so far, in particular, their offensive line and how they pick up blitzes, it's just really good. They're not doing a lot of fancy stuff. Sometimes they'll go max protect, but they're not doing a lot of fancy stuff. And they're also not just, uh, collapsing the game into quick game in the way that so many other uh, offenses do, in the way like the Chargers did, the Chiefs did, which is also a way that can work, but it's also what the the Panthers and Bears did, and it didn't work, right? Um, they don't aren't going to live in that world where it maybe works and maybe doesn't. They feel like they can pick them up, and they have been able to pick them up. So that concerns me <laughs> quite a bit. How do we get pressure on Brock Purdy? Because they can actually just sort of meet us head on with that and not have to go with some Mickey Mouse bubble screens to, um, you know, to, to try to back the Vikings off the blitz, which they will refuse to do. That said, whether or not the Vikings should blitz Brock Purdy is a more open ended question than that, because backing off into coverage might be an even worse idea. Um, I'll put a pin in that for now, but either way, I think Purdy's going to be able to hit. On the last one, we're going to do Vikings defense. Josh Metellus, uh, they have his tackles plus assisted tackles, so combo tackles, set at five and a half. And looking at that, um, in the last, in the in the first six games, he's gone eight, six, seven, six, nine, six. He's never missed that. So it would have to be the lowest tackle total of his season so far. Um, and I don't see that happening if only because. I think the 49ers are going to run a lot of plays. I think these tackle ones are are, are really good good uh, plays to make here because the Vikings force you to do 13, 14 play drives. And you can do a 14 play drive, but it's not going to be explosiveness. It's a lot harder to be correct on one of these if every drive it only lasts two plays because you can get super explosive, right? That takes away opportunities for a tackle. But because there's so much, so many tackles to go around, which is not a good thing for the sake of the defense, but for the sake of the prize picks play, it creates a certain amount of consistency. Eventually, you're just going to find five or six tackles uh, and, and get there. And, and if this is a less than, it would be the first time for Josh Metellus 
all year that he would be less than that amount. So that's five of them. You don't have to take them all. You don't have to take any of what I do, but you should head over to prize picks. And of course, the sponsor of today's episode is Surprise Picks, daily fantasy made easy. You know how it works because I just spent a whole bunch of time talking about it. So how about we'll just talk about a few of those, for a few of the other things. For one, they now have Apple Pay for quick and easy deposits into your account. You just go to prizepicks.com or download the app. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. We got a code there, locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Uh, it is daily fantasy made easy. But as you kind of could tell, you don't have to put together a whole lineup with every single team trying to get the best fantasy lineup possible and with the budget and all that. That game has grown to be so, 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 so boring to me. I, I can't stand it anymore. But this prize picks I have been having an absolute blast with. Um, they also have the reboot policy where your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Uh, for NFL games and then top 25 college match college football matchups, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player is rebooted. Prize Picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with injury insurance. It's awesome. So once again, go to prizepicks.com slash NFL and use code LockedOnNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Today's episode is also brought to you by DoorDash. DoorDash is a necessity for me in the season when I get very, very busy, it gets a lot harder to cook and a lot harder to, you know, go out and get food or anything. I just, I need something delivered to my door. I'm covering a game right now, you know? Um, and that can be the case for you as well. Get pizza delivered to your door for a party. If you're having a watch party, or if you are making something and maybe you forgot an ingredient at the grocery store, goodness knows, I have done this and I have gone on to DoorDash and say, oh, you know, shoot, I need this vegetable or whatever. Can you just get it to me from the grocery store down the road? Absolutely no problem. Can get delivered right to your door. That level of convenience, absolutely unmatched. And I can help knock a little bit off of the price for you. You can get 50% off of a up to a $10 value when you spend 15 bucks or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCKED23. Subject to change, terms apply. Whatever you get, once again, that is 50% off, up to 10 bucks in savings when you spend $15 or more on your first order. So download the DoorDash app, enter code LOCKED23, spend 15 bucks or more, and enjoy that discount. Once again, that is subject to change and terms apply. It's time to get bold. <laughs> it is time for the bold prediction segment. This is where I take your most deranged and unhinged predictions, the things that come from the darkest recesses of your mind, and if you get them right, I get punished. Uh, let's go over the ones from week six and see if we got any. The first one comes from King Squeaks, who says that Nikhil Harry would lead all receivers in every stat. Uh, Nikhil Harry, I don't think, got a single touch, right? He did get some snaps, though. The next one came from Draw Play Dave, who actually got really close, who said that the game would feature back-to-back -back turnovers on subsequent plays. <laughs> got really close. Um, he said both silly fumbles. I said I wasn't going to hold him to that. Uh, but we did have a stupid Kirk Cousins interception, and then like three plays later, a very stupid Justin Fields interception, but it was not back-to-back -back plays, not quite. Uh, Malcolm Biggles said that DJ Moore would have more receiving yards than all 
Vikings receivers and tight ends combined. I do not think he even led the game. Oh, no, I'm wrong. He did lead the game by one yard over TJ Hawkinson, who was the next most with 50. DJ Moore had 51. Um, so didn't get there. Anthony Barraman said that the Vikings would blitz on 100% of defensive snaps. That one was a little bolder than I usually go with because it feels a little bit like so far-fetched it's impossible, but I loved the spirit of it. Uh, Circuit City Planning Director <laughs> said that Kirk would have the most rushing touchdowns. No rushing touchdowns for Kirk. Uh, and I th- that honor went to Tyson Bajan, which would have been a great bold prediction. Uh, and then I said that Benjamin, or I, I took one from Benjamin who said that, uh, J- Johnny Munt would have two goal line touchdowns. Didn't get any, but let's try again. We're not supposed to get any. It's bold predictions, not right predictions. The goal is not to be sensible. And uh, that brings me to the first one that comes from Chris, who said that no touchdown in the game will be scored by a player that started in week one. So this one is both very unhinged because it essentially removes every superstar from the game, but it also uh, is extremely difficult to track. <laughs> so it's just really messed up in a couple of different ways. So what counts it as, as a starter, right? So I'm not going to count like KJ Osborne, Josh Oliver, or CJ Ham. I'm not going to count Kyle Juszczyk, right? I, I feel like those players are like starters. But I, I'll listen to an argument on, say, Jawan Jennings. I, I don't think he's like a starter for the 49ers. Um, or for the Vikings, obviously Cam Akers, whether you think he's a starter or not, wasn't here week one. Kenny Wong was same deal. Um, Ty Chandler, I don't think you could start call him a starter, right? If he gets in. So it kind of have to be those rushing touchdowns. Um, quarterbacks, I will say only count for rushing and receiving touchdowns like sneaks or trick plays. Um, for San Francisco, I'll give you Elijah Mitchell. I think he only got like five carries. I don't think you can start, call him a starter week one. Um, so kind of that sort of role player guy is is what I'll I'll give. Uh, if it comes down to like the second tight end on the 49ers or something like that, and if he counts, we'll, we'll revisit that. Um, the miss kick said that Kirk Cousins will throw a pick two on a two-point conversion attempt. Absolutely love the energy here. I have not thought about a pick two in years. I think the last pick two, was it 2016 Eric Berry? The Chiefs against the Falcons? Was that the last pick two we saw? Was it the only pick two we saw? Because that was like a new rule back then. It's not been a rule for a very long time, and it's a very difficult thing to have happen. Uh, a pick two would be an incredibly funny thing to happen to Kirk Cousins on Monday Night Football, which, of course, you know they're going to make a huge thing out of Kirk on Monday Night Football, not able to win on Monday nights, all that crap. Um Kirk Cousins' primetime record where he's like 4-30 and 30 or whatever the heck it is. You know they're going to be talking about it a ton. So weird, funny Kirk things to happen get just a little bit funnier. Um, the Spooky Skull Bus says that Madison hasn't had a single 20-yard play this entire year. This game, he will have five, resulting in a 100-plus combined yardage day. Five is big, but the fact that you got to make 100 yards out of explosive plays is fantastic. Um... I mean, look, Madison not generating explosive plays should not be a shock to anybody. Madison's style sacrifices explosiveness for the sake of consistency, which is like what makes him a starter over somebody like Ty Chandler. 
Uh, which is like, that's what has won him the job. That's what got him brought back is that he has that consistency and it's okay to give up explosiveness. Cause really when you're handing off on wide outside zone, you're not trying to house an 80 yarder. You're just trying to stay ahead of the chains unless you have Adrian Peterson, right? And we went from Adrian Peterson to Dalvin cook, who is also very explosive. I think we got maybe a little spoiled there. Um, that said all of the running backs, I think the starting running backs elsewhere in the league have at least like a couple times where they, they broke one off. But Madison's just not going to be that dude. It's kind of what we brought Cam Akers in for. There is, yeah, there is a special teams one from Minnesota Sports Appreciator who says that Najee Thompson will have a touchdown on special teams. Now we're thinking creatively. Um, He also uh, had a question on Twitter Tuesday that I I answered but cut out about Najee Thompson. He's doing fine. Um, He's not doing... It was just like, how's Najee doing? It's fine. It's working. Uh, I think he's doing pretty good as a punk hunter. Um, It's not the explosive, crazy crap. Like the stuff we saw in the preseason was insane. Obviously, the level of competition is higher now. He probably got some people cut um, doing that in the preseason. But he's doing well. Looks like he belongs on an NFL team at that job. I'll I'll, I'll put it that way. Um, David Rose says that we will get creditable reports uh, I think you mean credible reports by the end of the game that he that Daniil Hunter has been traded to the Jags for a first in-game trade. I won't hold you to the specific team or the compensation package. I think it would be absolutely insane to find out in the middle of a Monday Night Football game that a player playing in that game has been traded because most of the time the front office won't be like they'll be paying attention to the game. Like Quasi watches the Vikings games. I think he's usually at them, right? I think he's always at them, right? He's been seen like on the sideline. So executing a trade from the sideline about a player who's like standing next to you would be the wildest thing in the entire world. Holy crap. How crazy would that be? The last one I'm going to do today comes from Jake Bieber. Any relation? Uh, who says receiving touchdowns only scored by tight ends. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm going to have to hold you to all touchdowns here. Uh, I, I, I can't let you get away with one tight end touchdown and two running back touchdowns. And then like, that's actually a fairly normal game. No, no, no. I need it to only be tight ends. And the reason Jake Bieber said this was, uh, that it makes sense. Both number one tight ends are Iowa and it's a gopher Hawkeye matchup on Saturday. So we need, some uh, tight end match. You know, the real baller way to do this would say that it, that only tight ends would score in the gopher Hawkeye matchup as well. And then only tight ends would score in the Vikings uh, 49ers matchups. That would have been the baller way to do it. I won't hold you to that because that was that that's my version of it, not your version of it. Um, but I will say that it has to be all touchdowns. Everybody have a good weekend. We will talk then. And as always, skull.